ought to be able to talk about him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious, it's fun, it's your Catholic drive time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Happy feast day of St. Nicholas. Uh, pray for us. And just think, you it's at least another 23 days before you have to listen to Christmas music or decorate. Praise be to God. You don't, you don't have to do any of these things until Christmas season starts. Make Advent great again, I say. But we are going to have a wonderful show today. In fact, Dr. Stephen Mosher is going to be our guest. He's coming back onto the program. He hasn't been on in quite some time, actually. He is uh, with the Population Research Research Institute. We're going to be talking about the Great Red Dragon catching up on the uh, latest information on China, and, you know, the the persecution of Christians, the persecution of the Uyghurs, the aggression against Taiwan, their economic and uh, and all of their craziness, especially when it comes to COVID and their CCP virus, all of that. We're going to talk about all of those stories today with Dr. Stephen Mosher. That's going to be a great conversation. A lot happened over the weekend. You might recall Bob Dole. He died over the weekend, 98 years old, World War II combat veteran. He was wounded in 1945 in Italy, shot in the back uh, by German soldiers. Uh, God rest his soul. The last of the Band of Brothers, speaking of World War II, uh, Edward Shams, uh, he died over the weekend. He was 99 years old. Um, a cruise ship, fully vaccinated cruise ship, had a COVID out- outbreak and is now docked off New Orleans. That's fun, right? Uh, CNN fired uh, Chris Cuomo for sexual mis- uh, misconduct and allegations. The Pope was... Uh, Heckled by a Orthodox priest over the weekend, calling him a heretic. The Michigan school shooting suspects' parents were tracked down at a warehouse in Detroit, and they were arrested. Uh, the first ever suicide pod is now available. However, you must be vaccinated first, and chips are being implanted in Sweden for the COVID passport. So there is a lot to talk about, uh, whether it's today or this week. It's going to be a great week. Good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. Yo, good morning, listeners. Was there anything redeeming in the news today? <laughs> Gee, I mean, uh, well, this uh, this story out of Mississippi, you know, Governor Tate Reeves says that he's going to enforce abortion bans if Roe versus Wade is overturned. Praise God, that'd be amazing. It would be, wouldn't it? It seems very close. Although there was talk also over the weekend about uh, b- making a passing a uh, an abortion law for the whole land through Congress, and they have the they have the votes to do it. So we'll see how that goes. I guess. Yeah. Speaking of the votes to do it, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. What was I just elected to? I'm sorry. Um, uh, you were volunteered. I was voluntold. Volunteered. I was voluntold. Well, <laughs> oh, howdy, howdy. It's good to be here. Praise be to God. No, I don't know what I was voluntold to do, but nonetheless, it's still good to be here. In spite of it all. Praise be to God. Hey, guess what, uh, Rudy? You just started and you already have your first paid day off coming up this week. It's the Holy right. Day of Obligation. Yeah. Yeah. It's the uh, Immaculate Conception. Are they allowing people to, to go to Holy Mass in California? Is that has that been allowed yet, or what's the status on that? Well, you have to uh, you have to go in at like three in the morning when nobody's looking. <laughs> Is that... You go through the back door one at a time into yeah. the crypt. Into the... Yeah. <laughs> now, wasn't there was a priest in California that sued? Uh, the, was it the Biden administration for the mandates and all of that? 
Uh, I'm not entirely sure what the specifics were. I'm I think pretty he... sure there was an SSPX priest, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that was against the uh, the governor. Oh, of California. Yeah, Father Trevor Burfitt. Got it. Yeah. Got mm-hmm. it. Well, there you go. soon you will be a Texan. Hopefully you'll you'll get that. I sent you a video over the weekend about this uh, c- comedian talking about going to Texas and getting the new variant, the Freedom <laughs> variant. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to getting that one. It was hilarious. <laughs> At any rate, we have a great show lined up for this week, Adrian. Oh, for, yes. Definitely. For Wednesday in particular, Immaculate Conception. Absolutely. We're going to all things Immaculate Conception on Wednesday. So if you uh, primarily make sure you get to Mass, but uh, if you're able to tune in on Wednesday and tune in to uh, the Catholic Drive Time Show, you're going to hear a great talk. Uh, maybe actually you might even hear two or three great mm. talks wow. on the Immaculate Conception uh, in regards to uh, some things that you may have never heard before and the medal of the Immaculate Conception. Hmm. Have you ever heard of the medal of the Immaculate Conception? Well, you'll find out on Wednesday. Yeah. Praise be to God. We're going to have a great week. In fact, as I said, uh, Stephen Mosier is our guest today. Jesse Romero is on tomorrow. Dr. Paul Kengor is coming up on Thursday. And uh, I don't, we'll have to just you have to tune in to find out who else is going to be here. But back on regular schedule today, which means we have a second hour today, back to back hours for Catholic Drive Time. So we're looking forward to hanging out with you in the next hour as well, which means our game show is back online this week. So you could win prizes. Praise be to God. We'll be uh, telling you more about that in the next hour and we'll have an after show. It's going to be a full week. Let's pray. Let's dive in. And real quick, let me just say. Thank you to everyone who donated during our share last week. It means the world to us. You supporting your local Catholic radio station, keeping Catholic radio alive and well, not just surviving but thriving. God love you for your generosity and your commitment to evangelization. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and now your headlines with Rudy Carlos. Good morning, friends. Thanks for tuning into Catholic Drive Time. I'm Rudy Carlos. Let's dive right into your headlines today. Epic Times reports Mississippi governor vows to enforce abortion ban if Roe is overturned. Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves confirmed Sunday that his state will enforce a law that bars most abortions if Roe v. Wade is overturned uh, by the Supreme Court days after the court held a hearing on the state's 15-week abortion ban. When asked during a CNN appearance about whether the law would be enforced if Roe versus Wade is overturned, he says that's a yes. Reeves said, because if you believe, as I believe very strongly, that the innocent unborn child in that mother's womb is in fact a child, the most important word when we talk about that un- about unborn children is not unborn, but it's children, unquote. He says also, I'll do everything I can to protect the lives of those children saying that since the High Court's abortion decision was handed down nearly 50 years ago, data shows that 62 million American babies have been killed via the process. According to Reeves, as he heard the Supreme Court arguments last week and the judging of the justices line of and judging from the justices line of questioning, he believes the pro-life movement will be given a major win when the Supreme Court issues its ruling on the Mississippi case. And the Blaze reports authorities arrest fugitive parents of suspected Michigan school shooter after manhunt. 
According to Detroit police, the parents of Oxford High School shooting suspect Ethan Crumley were arrested early Saturday morning after a citizen spotted their vehicle and relayed the tip to the police. Police stated that the couple was found inside a commercial warehouse and appeared to be hiding and distressed. It is believed that a friend opened the building in question and allowed them to hide inside. The Crumleys were, were charged with four counts of involuntary manslaughter on Friday for their alleged failure to properly supervise their apparently troubled son, Ethan, and for providing him with the firearm, which he then reportedly used to kill four of his fellow students and wound seven others during a mass murder on Monday. The parents, James and Jennifer, missed their arraignment on Friday, and at that point they were considered fugitives by the police, who began a manhunt for the couple. The couple's attorney, Shannon Smith, stated that the couple had left town because they feared for their safety due to public outcry over the incident and that they intended to turn themselves into police. Reuters reports Bob Dole, war hero, longtime senator, presidential candidate, dies at 98. God rest his soul. The Blaze reports Italian man in hot water after attempting to receive COVID vaccine in a fake silicone arm in order to receive super health pass. An Italian dentist may soon face criminal charges after he allegedly attempted to trick nurses into administering a COVID vaccine into a fake silicone arm in order to obtain a super health pass, which will soon be required to enter most public venues, including restaurants in Italy. Nurse Filippa Bua said, I understand. I understood immediately that the man was trying to avoid the vaccination by using a silicone prosthetic into which he hoped I would inject the drug unaware. Bua claimed that she confronted the man who admitted that he had been trying to obtain a super pass fraudulently and further indicated that he had already been fired from his job because of refusal to receive the vaccine. The man was apparently courteous and left after the, after the confrontation. According to Bloomberg, after the man left, the nurses reflected, and we understood that this wasn't just a surreal situation, but a real attempt at fraud. That's your conclusion? Accordingly, the vaccine site turned, at, uh, turned over the man's information to prosecutors. It was not immediately clear what the charges the man might face under the Italian law. And those are your headline news for this morning. God love you. The saint of the day is the great Saint Nicholas. He was born on March 15th, 270 AD. Saint Nicholas was born to wealthy parents who raised him to be a devout Christian. He di they died in an epidemic while Nicholas was still young. Here's a couple stories of his life. One story tells of a poor man with three daughters who had no dowry and thus his daughters could not marry. Mysteriously on three different occasions, a bag of gold appeared in their home providing the needed dowries. The bags of gold were tossed through an open window and said to have landed in their stockings or shoes before that were left before the fire to dry. This led to the custom of children hanging stockings or putting out shoes eagerly awaiting the gifts from St. Nicholas. Another story tells of three students traveling. A wicked innkeeper robbed and murdered them, hiding their remains in a large pickling tub. Bishop Nicholas, traveling along the same road, stopped at this very inn, and in the night, he dreamed of the crime, and he got up, summoned the innkeeper, and as Nicholas prayed earnestly to God, the three boys were restored to life and wholeness, and so Nicholas became the patron and protector of children. Returning from a trip to the Holy Land, a mighty storm threatened to wreck the ship. Nicholas calmly prayed, and the terrified sailors were amazed when the winds and the waves suddenly calmed and sparing them all, and so St. Nicholas became the patron of sailors and voyagers. And my personal favorite story, in AD 325, Emperor Constantine convened the Council of Nicaea, this very first ecumenical council to debate the nature of the Holy Trinity. It is one of the early church's most intense theological questions. 
Arius from Egypt was t teaching that this Jesus, the Son of God, was not equal to God. And Arius Lee forcefully argued his position. And as he continued, Nicholas became angrier and angrier. And finally, he could not bear it any further. And he, in outrage, he got up, crossed the room, and slapped Arius across the face. The bishops were shocked, and they threw him into prison. The bishops stripped Nicholas of his garments and chained him and threw him into jail. That same night, Jesus and Mary, his mother, appeared asking, Why are you in jail? Because of my love for you, Nicholas replied. Jesus then gave him the book of the Gospels to St. Nicholas, and Mary gave him the Omophorion, a bishop stole, and freedom from his cell. He died on December 6, 343, in Myrna. St. Nicholas... Pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Luke chapter 5, verses 17 through 26. One day, as Jesus was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law, who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, were sitting there. And the power of the Lord was with him for healing. And some men brought on a stretcher a man who was paralyzed. They were trying to bring him in and set him in his presence. But not finding a way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on the stretcher through the tiles into the middle in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, As for you, your sins are forgiven. Then the scribes and Pharisees began to ask themselves, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who but God alone can forgive sins? Jesus knew their thoughts, and said to them in reply, What are you thinking in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the one who was paralyzed, I say to you, Rise, pick up your stretcher, and go home. He stood up immediately before them, picked up what he had been lying on, and went home, glorifying God. The astonishment seized them all, and they glorified God, and, struck with awe, they said, We have seen incredible things today. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. We won't have much time for a, a, re, a reflection today. Tune in next hour. We will do a little bit more next hour in the second hour of today. But uh, Haydock says, How great is the madness of this unbelieving people who confessing that God alone can forgive sins will not believe God when he grants pardon. St. Ambrose, pray for us. We'll be right back. What's Concerning Us is coming up next. Catholic Drive Time will be right back. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Many Protestants believe Christians can be absolutely sure they're going to heaven because John tells us in 1 John 5.13, I write this that you may know you have eternal life. But is this true? The answer is no, and here are some reasons why. First, John writes in the next verse, and this is the confidence which we have in him. 
For John, the knowledge we have of our salvation is not a certainty without doubt, but a confident assurance. And that's the Catholic belief. Second, we know this is what John means because in verse 15, he draws a parallel between our knowledge of salvation and our knowledge that God grants our requests. Do we have absolute certitude that God will grant our requests? No, but we are confident he will answer. So, Catholics need not worry. John is not teaching Protestant doctrine here. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. Speed of Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Uh, coming up at 35 past the hour, Dr. Stephen Mosier is going to be our guest with the Population Research Institute, talking about all things China, the Red Dragon. So many things to talk about. In fact, um, the Pentagon chief warned that China's military sorties are like dress rehearsals for future operations against China. Should we be concerned about that? What about their economy? What about uh, uh, Xi Jinping wanting to move labs out into the country because, you know, lab leaks are a thing in China. and Everybody knows it, I guess, but our mainstream media here in America. All of that, plus persecution of Christians and Uyghurs in China, coming up with Dr. Stephen Mosier at 35 past the hour. There are, as I like to say, a few stories in the headline news that I like to talk about, and I'm sure that they're concerning to some of you as well. Here's one out of LifeSite News. Now, this on the surface wouldn't seem too concerning, but I want to explain to you why I feel like this is concerning to me at least. The headline goes, Jesus himself was an unexpected child, the nativity of Christ at the Supreme Court. Now, apparently, over the past uh, many years, there has been a tradition of a live nativity. Uh, part of the article says, uh, one day after thousands of pro-life activities, activists, forgive me, one day after thousands of pro-life activists rallied at the Supreme Court with hopes of witnessing the beginning of an end to 49 years of legalized child murder, Christians gathered again in the very same place to celebrate the incarnation of the Son of God. The live nativity organized by the Faith and Liberty Ministry on Capitol Hill has been going on for 18 consecutive years. It's a stunning depiction of the unexpected pregnancy that offered salvation to the entire world. LifeSite's, uh, LifeSite News' social media coordinator, Nate Stringer, has the story. And there's a little video there. Um, I'll play the video while I talk over it, but you, can't, you won't be able to hear it anyway. Uh, for those that are hanging out with us in the live video feed. But here's my problem with this unexpected pregnancy narrative. I take exception to that. I've always been bothered by this notion uh, that we is, sometimes we are planted. Every time Christmas comes around, we sometimes leverage the opportunity to try to have some empathy for women who find themselves in unexpected pregnancies. And I can appreciate the the intention to sort of give them some relatability or, or some comfort or to, or to say, hey, we're in solidarity with you, here to support you. I can appreciate all of those sentiments. But the very idea that our Lord was an unexpected child is absolutely bonkers to me, because in fact, he wasn't. You know, a couple of years ago, I got Taylor Marshall on the show, and we did an entire show on Mary Did You Know, which is a song I cannot stand. I do, I do not like this song, Sam I Am. And the reason why I don't like this song is because, of course, Mary knew. They all knew. 
You know, when you read the New Testament, in, in fact, you find that there was an uptick in messianic fervor at the time Christ walked the earth. Why is that? Because of the prophecies. We all know, we all know uh, Isaiah and the, the young virgin that will bear uh, a child, and he will be called Emmanuel, God with us. I mean, we all know when you look through uh, Luke chapter 1, it is so chocked full of Old Testament uh, types and illusions and prophecies that it is incredible that here we are in the 21st century and we can't wrap our heads around the fact that, in fact, they did know. They weren't uneducated, illiterate ignoramuses of the ancient world. That's just not the case. They knew. In fact, the very traditions of Our Lady as a young girl spending her time in the service of the temple and the priests, listening intently to to uh, Holy Scripture being proclaimed, memorizing them like the back of her hand, let alone the fact that if we can accept that St. Padre Pio, as a child, saw visions not only of his own guardian angel, but of Our Lady or Our Lord and many other saints, all through his whole life, attacked by demons themselves, how much more the Mother of God would have had similar experiences. But somehow we continue to use this narrative, and it bugs me to no end personally. Now, maybe you have a different, a different opinion, but yes, Mary knew. Micah's prophecy, Isaiah's prophecy, Daniel's prophecy, let alone the prophecies in the book of Genesis and many other places throughout the Old Testament made it very clear that the fullness of time was upon them and that our Lord was coming. And here is the spoiler. There was only one young woman selected. There wasn't a list of some random ladies with which to impose upon. There was just one, and she had free will, and she could have chosen to say no, but she said, Fiat, let it be done unto me according to thy word. And the Holy Spirit overshadowed her just like it did in Egypt in saving the people from their sins, bringing them up out of Egypt, just like it did at the tabernacle in the wilderness, just like it did in the temple under Solomon. It overshadowed, and God's presence was there and then. Yeah, one thing I would note about the th this whole thing is if you ever read Venerable Mary of Agreda's account of Our Lady's life, her book, The Mystical City of God— it's absolutely stunning, and whenever he talks, whenever she talks about Our Lady, he's, she makes note to say, Our Lady didn't know that she was going to be the mother of the Savior, but she did know she was going to live to see it, and that, that our Lord, that because of her humility, she was like, oh, it couldn't be me. I'm not worthy to bear the Son of God. Little did she know that she was the only person worthy, and, uh, and but what she did know was she would pray for daily, every day, but she prayed to be the handmaiden of the mother of our Lord, because she knew she was going to be alive to see it because she, like you said, she saw the prophecy. She read the scripture. She understood these things in a most profound and perfect way. And it was only her humility that prevented her from knowing yeah. that she was going to be the mother of God herself. Yes. So when the angel appeared to her, she was like, whoa, that's, that's crazy. And then when I, when I, once it was told to her, she was, then she accepted it and she knew and understood Everything, right? Everything was made perfectly clear at that moment. Also, she she wasn't bothered by angels like the shepherds were, or like uh, the prophet Daniel was, oh, or, yeah. she or saw like angels all the, time. the apostle John himself in the book of Revelation uh, is afraid. Like Daniel, he falls to his face, and the angels like, "Really, get up, okay? I'm not God." Uh, but that's not Our Lady. 
if you read it very carefully, you will see that she is not at all bothered by the presence of the angel. Like everyone else, uh, she is unique. Unlike everyone else, she is unique in that. She is not frightened by their presence. It is what the angel says that gives her pause, not the angel's presence. Let that sink in for a moment. I can't stress this enough. This is why I always get bothered by watching uh, movies about Our Lady, because the, the tendency is to see her through our perspective instead of God's. Our perspective is a concupiscent nature. It is a flawed uh, vision of the world. We see people in their brokenness. They are like us. They are tempted. They're inclined towards sin. Not Our Lady. She had no sin, no stain of sin, complete enmity between her and the devil. That's what the prophecy of Genesis 3.15 suggests. That's what book of Revelation chapter 12 tells us is the case. The devil can do nothing to her. He can't. He tried. He can't. And, uh, and still, we impose this idea. So this idea of Our Lady being some sort of unwed teenage mom in an unexpected pregnancy is, in my opinion, offensive. It is offensive to Our Lady. And referring to Our Lord as being born out of wedlock is blasphemous. Right. It's blasphemous. <laughs> exactly. I, we, should, we should not. I, I was at a mass where a certain bishop, I won't say who it was, a certain bishop gave a sermon and said that our Lord was born out of wedlock to unwed parents. And I was like, I was livid. I was like, I felt like St. Nicholas at that moment. And I was, this was, it, it's a sacrilege. It's blasphemy. smack somebody? Is what you suggesting? All I'm saying is uh, after Vatican II, they changed the laws. So it's no longer excommunicable offense to strike a bishop. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. We're not suggesting you strike your bishop, by the way. Uh, but it is still an excommunicable offense to strike the Pope, though. Just fun fact. Well, there you go. Uh, there but you anyway, go. no, no, it's it was... It's blasphemy to tell, say that our Lord yeah. was born out of wedlock. They were legitimately married. The uh, Saint Joseph exactly. and Our Lady were married, and that's very important. When people say these things, they say it, and that's one of the reasons why I don't get as mad as I should. Is because I recognize most people who are saying this, especially Catholics, are trying to be relatable, are trying to have this understanding of you know, oh, I want I want Our Lady and Our Lord and the Holy Family to be relatable to people who are downtrodden and are in difficult situations. And I get that. I understand the sympathy. I understand wanting to be empathetic in that manner. But that's just not historically accurate. Right. That's just not what happened. Yes. And we can't rewrite the gospel narrative. We can't rewrite the truth. I think it also leaves a weakness in our faith, a weakness, a worldliness to our faith, right? I mean, we can't wrap our heads around uh, the miraculous nature of of Our Lady's incarnation, let alone her immaculate conception, which mm-hmm. refers to her, not her son. She is so special. Pocalicius does not take away from Jesus. No, it glorifies God that he would make something so incredibly special to prepare the way for his incarnation, taking on flesh. I mean, it gives God more praise, not less. Rudy, did you want to chime in? No, yeah, I mean, I agree with, with what, what you both are saying, but also, you know, it is destructive to the faith when we, when we say these things off the cuff. We don't have any sort of theological backing to these sorts of comments that we make. And then people take them, they internalize them, and they continue. They tell their children these sorts of things. And then later on, we have people who don't understand the Immaculate Conception. They don't understand yeah. why Mary's so special or the prophecies of the Old Testament and the New Testament. Right. Or the Old Testament, sorry, leading up to the birth of Christ. Now, if I can find, if I can dig out the, the, the interview I did with Taylor Marshall from a few years ago 
on we did a whole show on Mary Did You Know. We even took a straw poll. We had the phone lines ringing. People were calling in. I love that song. I hate that. Whatever. Uh, if I can dig that show out, I will send it to you via email. So you're going to want to be on the CDT Insider email list to get that. If you if you want a further and a deeper conversation between Dr. Taylor Marshall and myself on Mary Did You Know, the song, and what she would have known, uh, then make sure to be on our email list. I'll try to find that to you and send that to you this week. It'll hit your inbox on Thursday. You can go to our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT, uh, to join the CDT Insider email list. And I'd be grateful if you did that because that helps us to stay in touch with you in spite of all of the things that go down on the, on the digital censorship uh, level. That's uh, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Real quick, before we uh, run out of time here, and we are about to, the story out of, uh, out of Greece, right? The Pope, you are a heretic, according to a, an elderly Orthodox priest in Athens. And there's video of him yelling it out as, as the Pope uh, goes into this building, right? He arrives, and this guy is yelling it out, and you can see the video online. But uh, I, w- one thing that reminded me in watching the video was uh, the Pope means Papa, right? Father. You know, there's a, a father to the people, which is part of the prophecy of the Pope's role in the Old Testament, in the book of Isaiah. He is to be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the new Jerusalem being the church, and of course, the people being the body of Christ, that the members of that church and this uh, this person, Peter, which was the first, and his successors that follow him are to be a father. And there's so many divisions within the church now. There's so much scandal within the church now that I think it's important for us to remi- be reminded by this old Orthodox priest that he is to be first a father, to unite the people in the body of Christ and to lead the way to our Lord and Savior Jesus. This old Orthodox priest reminded me of that today. Let him remind you of that as well. We'll be right back. More breaking news and stories from Rudy Carlos and Dr. Stephen Mosher is coming up next. County Drive Time. We'll be right back. This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. For some couples, praying together is very natural, but for others, prayer may feel awkward or forced. The truth is, there is real power in spouses praying together. So how can couples pray together more? You can begin by blessing each other and your children in the morning, or engage in communal prayer together like the rosary or the mass. You can also ask your spouse, how can you pray for them? Intercede for them and their needs throughout your day as you are driving or cleaning. When parents need guidance in making decisions for the family, this is when the two of you should come before the Lord in faith and ask for help. And when you fall or make poor choices, you should also repent together and ask the Lord for His forgiveness and mercy. Growing in your prayer life is an essential way to develop and deepen your relationship, but also a way for you to support your spouse and love them more profoundly. A threefold cord is not easily broken. To hear more, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm Rudy Carlos, and here's your headline news. 
Gateway Pundit reports Minneapolis BLM activist is arrested in Waukesha for threatening judge and police shooting trial. A Minneapolis activist has been arrested in Waukesha, Wisconsin for intimidating the judge in the Kim Potter trial. The activist Cortez Rice, age 32, has been charged with felony harassment with aggravated violations, tampering with a juror or retaliating against a judicial officer, according to a report from the KSTP. He is reportedly a relative of George Floyd. Rice is accused of participating in a November 6th demonstration outside of a downtown Minneapolis condominium complex. He and others believed to be where Hennepin County Judge Regina Chu lived. The alleged purpose was to intimidate her to allow a camera inside the courtroom for Potter's trial, Fox News reports. According to the criminal complaint, Rice live-streamed himself entering the judge's apartment building on YouTube. We, we on her heels. What she think? We want cameras. The people deserve to know, he has heard saying in the video, according to court documents. The Hill reports IRS data proves Trump tax cuts benefited middle-working-class Americans most. Epic Times reports COVID-19 outbreak reported on U.S. cruise ship despite fully vaccinated passengers. At least 10 cases of COVID-19 have been reported on a Norwegian cruise line ship disembarking in New Orleans, officials said. All crew members and passengers are fully vaccinated for COVID-19, said Louisiana Department of Health. The agency did not reveal the conditions of those who were infected. The Norwegian breakaway had left New Orleans on November 28th, making stops in Mexico, Honduras, and Belize. The ship is set to reach New Orleans on Sunday, according to its itinerary. Authorities with the Department of Health said more than 3,200 people were on board the ship. During the early phase of the pandemic in 2020, cruise ships were an early source of COVID outbreaks. Some ships were rejected at many ports, and passengers were forced to quarantine. Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings did not immediately respond to a request for comment. And Fox News reports Greek Orthodox priest heckles Pope Francis, calls him a heretic. Hello, pottle meet, hello pot meet kettle. A Greek Orthodox priest decried Pope Francis as a heretic during a visit in Athens on Saturday. The Pope arrived in Greece for a three-day visit that many Greek Catholics hoped would bring the Eastern and Western churches closer together. But the Orthodox priest, dressed in all black, shouted in Greek, Pope, you are a heretic, three times, as the Pope passed into a building. Police led the priest away, but he fell to the ground during the incident, Reuters reported. Witnesses said he shouted loud enough for the Pope to hear the commotion, but the Pope appeared not to notice as he entered the residence of Archbishop Hieronymus. And those are your headline news this morning. God love you. Praise be to God in all things. Thank you, uh, Rudy, for keeping us up to date. Praise be to Jesus. There are some very concerning stories about China that obviously we've been talking a lot about. Uh, Dr. Stephen Mosher is supposed to join us. If When he jumps on, we'll, we'll definitely go to him. But I want to start with this story uh, over the weekend that caught my attention. Um, Pentagon chief warns China's military sorties are like rehearsal for future operations against Taiwan. Uh, U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin warned on December the 4th that the Chinese regime's repeated military air activities near Taiwan appear to be a rehearsal for future military operations against the self-ruled island. Austin issued the warning while speaking at the Reagan National Defense Forum in California, where he made the comment about Taiwan while addressing the overall challenges posed by the emergence of an increasingly assertive and autocratic China. It looks like a lot of it looks like a lot like them exploring their true capabilities 
And sure, it looks a lot like rehearsal, Austin said, when asked about the Chinese military's air operations near Taiwan. The Chinese Communist Party doesn't recognize Taiwan's sovereignty and has threatened war to bring the island under its regime, its reign. In October, Chinese leader Xi Jinping vowed to achieve reunification with Taiwan and called the island's independence a serious hidden danger to national rejuvenation. For more than a year, the Chinese regime has been flying military jets into Taiwan's southwest air defense identification zone in an effort to intimidate the island into submission. According to flying records by Taiwan's defense ministry, the Chinese regime flew about 380 sorties just last year. That number has more than doubled this year. On December the 3rd, Taiwan's premier uh, told the island's uh, un they told the island's legislature that there had been more than 880 sorties in 2021. Boy, things are heating up, huh? There's no sign that Beijing is easing its aggression against Taiwan. Recently, such incursions have occurred for 36 consecutive days, dating back to October. On December the 4th, two Chinese J-16 fighter jets entered the island's ADIZ, prompting Taiwan's military to scramble jets and deploy missile systems in response. Uh, boy, I'm having flashbacks to uh, Top Gun. You guys are about my age or somewhere around there. You remember that. That was my favorite movie at the time that that came out. Uh, I, as a kid in high school, I was big into ROTC, and I'll never forget that film. I mean, I think I memorized. I, I literally probably watched Top Gun I, I dozens and dozens and dozens of times. Had it on VHS tape, watched it all the time. But that opening scene... Right. Where they're he's flying inverted in a 4G negative dive. Remember that? Like how incredible that was back in those days. We watched that, those scenes. Well, it's like at any given moment, something can kick off a world war. And that is what we're seeing. In fact, I, I'll never forget watching actual footage of F-14s downing MiGs uh, off the coast of Libya and how we celebrated the, the, these uh, these occasions. But it really seems to me that things are heating up. We've been talking to experts over the past year on Catholic Drive Time uh, about this very topic and whether or not there will be, in fact, uh, an actual physical armed war. But the reality is, as uh, we've, I've heard Dr. Stephen Mosier say on this program, on, his, on Raymond DeRorio's uh, World Over Live, that we are already, in fact, in a de facto war with China. The, the digital incursions that we see all the time. Uh, as a result to their hackers. How about the CCP virus that we've been dealing with? In fact, there are reports out that just recently, within the last couple of months, uh, Chairman Xi Jinping has asked for the labs that are located in city centers to be moved out into the country, out into remote por portions of China. Why? Because lab leaks are a thing, and everyone knows it, except for our mainstream media here in America. So you've got their economy. That's uh, also uh, having major problems, major issues uh, right now in China. Their economy is always on the verge of bust. Their Belt and Road initiatives. I don't know if you know this or not, but they have been doing this Belt and Road thing now for many years where they go to foreign countries, Pakistan, Iran, countries all across uh, Eastern Europe, all across uh, 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 Africa and more. And they say, listen, you need money. You want to build a port, a bridge, a dam, a whatever. We'll lend you the money. But strings are attached. If you default on that, guess what? That becomes sovereign property of communist China. 
we are waking up to a reality that says China has been taking over more and more and more of the rest of the country. And we're sitting back and we're watching it happen. But they're not just exporting their money and their, their financial interests or their digital interests, but they're also exporting their command and control of civilian populations through a social credit score, which is another thing that we talked to Stephen Mosier on. Back before I started Catholic Drive Time, I hosted a show called GRN Alive. And uh, Stephen Mosier was one of my early guests in 2020 where we talked about uh, what uh, we knew at the time of of COVID and its origins and what was going on. And Stephen talked in great detail. This is way back in the early part of, of 2020. We talked in great detail about their social credit system and how every citizen is required to have an app on their phone and they have to go onto this app and they have to actually listen or read the lectures of Xi Jinping. And it, it, the things that they do, the things that they say can be held against them. And it affects the way that they live their life, getting into grocery stores, getting onto a train or a bus, staying in certain hotels. We also saw how things shifted in 2020, uh, 2019, really, and began shifting even further in 2020, especially with the COVID lockdowns, but also with the expats. Many expats were being booted out of the country or worse, they were being arrested and put into concentration camps. And then, of course, we heard the uh, rumors and then then obviously the documented evidence of the Uyghur concentration camps, which we've talked extensively about on this program. We had Jason Jones on not all that long ago, who has been working through his organization uh, to uh, to raise awareness to Uyghurs. Um, And then, of course, we see their issue uh, of trying to command and control the world. Digital currencies now are a big thing. And their cooperation with Russia and Iran and other countries to change the, the economic basis of the world, right? The dollar, the American dollar. Their digital currencies will attack cryptocurrencies and the American dollar. Will this set us off on a path of war? I don't know. Wars and rumors of wars, they're a real thing. We kind of, on one hand, we want to see these things coming, right? I mean, who wants to just wake up one morning and be surprised by it? And yet, on another hand, we as people of faith have to give our trust completely over to divine providence. There is only so many things we can and cannot do to control the outcomes of people around us, right? I have no control over what my neighbor does or does not do. But I can pray. I can fast. I can do penance. And when I see the stories coming out of China, continuing Christian persecutions, taking down our religious artwork off of the walls of churches and putting up portraits of Xi Jinping, taking off the crucifix even, um, it is very, it is very uh, concerning to me when, uh, when Cardinal Zen begged the world to pay attention, to listen, when he went to, to Rome to try to find an audience with His Holiness Pope Francis, and he would not give him one. He was not able to have an audience. His own cardinal, his own prince of the Holy Church, is coming and begging for an opportunity to have an ear just for a moment and is not given an audience. Biden's given an audience, but he's the president of the United States, most powerful man in the world. Maybe, but golly gee whiz, is the world more important than a prince of the Holy Mother Church? How many people have said, you know, rad trads, you guys complain all the time. You know, all you got to do is just talk to the Pope. He'll listen. Well, sometimes Bishop Athanasius Schneider got an audience, praise be to God, and got some clarity, praise be to God, an opportunity to talk. 
But where's the Dubia Cardinals? What's ever left of them? Some of them have, have died, but there's still some alive. They have never received uh, an, a reply. Neither has Cardinal Zen. Begging for the world to pay attention to what is going on inside communist China. Wedded to the world, but it has always been widowed by the world. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org. Glorianshine.com, a generous underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Glorianshine.com is a Catholic family-owned company making a variety of personal care products ranging from lotions, soap bars, gift boxes, body mist, beard care, and more. At Glorianshine.com, they state their mission is to, quote, craft every product with deep intention while holding a vision of sharing the gospel. They are good for the body, mind, and soul, unquote. God love you, Glorianshine.com. Thank you again. To Jesus Christ, welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. I, I probably was ranting for a good solid minute and realizing I wasn't even on the air at the time. So it was solid, like a minute and a half. It was a solid rant too. I mean, <laughs> nine out of ten on a rant scale, and uh, nobody will ever know because it's permanently gone. Thank you, Adrian. You're the best. Everyone online heard it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, praise be to you. Oh, I meant to say, uh, I want to talk about uh, St. Nicholas here in a moment, but I've been forgetting this whole week. You know, I watched, uh, I watched uh, a week, in a, a week ago, more than a week ago. So, like, not this weekend, the previous weekend. I watched 13 Days. Have you seen 13 Days, Adrian? Never heard of it. Uh, Rudy, you're no, a huge movie never buff. Heard of it. Surely you've heard of 13 Days. Is it that like sounds three familiar, days Joe, but... Uh... Um, it was the movie about the Kennedys and the Cuban Missile Crisis. Oh, definitely didn't see it. Oh. Kevin Costner is in it. Uh, they got a <laughs> British. Uh, they got a British. They got a Canadian actor to play Kennedy. But they did such a good job with like the accents and the production quality. of This film was really high, and the tension the whole way through. I, it, was my, it was my kind of film. I like that sort of uh, political intrigue type of suspense of movie. I love that stuff. And they did such a good job with this. Kevin Costner. Put his effort into getting that Massachusetts uh, twang down. I really just appreciated the whole film. But it, it, the whole world was on the precipice of nuclear war, right? Because of uh, the, the missile crisis of Russia sneaking in nuclear weapons into Cuba. But by the way, we also had them in, in Turkey. I found the movie very, very fascinating. It almost gave me uh, some redeeming uh, value to uh, JFK, especially after knowing all of his improprietaries in the White House with, uh, with other women besides his wife. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I, if you haven't seen it, I encourage you to check it out. It kind of reminds me of the precipice that we sometimes feel ourselves on with China. And again, I just want to say as I wrap up with that thought— uh, prayer, fasting, and penance. We can't control the outcomes, but we can control what we do and how we react to things. Trustful surrender to divine providence. We have to trust God for everything that happens. And let us pray, let us fast, let us do penance for peace in this world. And another movie that I watched this past weekend was the uh, the prequel to John Wick. Now, Adrian, have you watched John Wick films? I've seen one of them, I believe. I have never seen a John three, Wick film. I think, Rudy, I think have you seen any John Wick films? Nah, they look a little too violent, so I yeah. opted it out. But I, I will say this, Joe. Yeah. If you know, you talked about Top Gun, you forgot to mention it's got an awesome soundtrack. <laughs> I only saw Top Gun recently, like a year ago, maybe six months ago. Really? Yep. 
for for the first time. For the first. By time. the way, Top Gun Two has been filmed, but they delayed it. It's still not out. I don't think. Yeah, but they when they shot it, they recorded. This has nothing to do with Kathy Drive nothing Time. Why are we do. talking about? Anyway, <laughs> they, it was shot with a real, like just like the original was shot in, yeah. on a real Air Force base on uh, with real, real planes. Yeah. Uh, same team, deal. same thing with this one, except mm. it's like it. It looks so epic. I. Not relevant. Really cool. <laughs> I don't actually know that I'll watch the second film. I probably will just for the airplanes. I, I, I've since grown up, right? <laughs> airplanes are still cool. Air, no, I love airplanes. That's not the issue. But uh, at any rate, before we go further yeah. down that rabbit hole, I could tell stories of how I reacted to that film, but I won't. Um, I saw another film over this past weekend that I'm dubbing the prequel to John Wick because it stars Keanu Reeves, and it's called The Day the, the Earth Stood Still. Oh, Have you seen The Day the Earth Stood Still? I think I saw that on a plane. 2005, the film came out in 05. How old were you in 05, Adrian? I was seven. <laughs> you were not seven. I was seven. You making that up. Yep, I was born 98, so <sighs> 2005, I would have been seven. Wow, so you probably Dang. did not watch this film. Not when it came out. You have I good think parents. I, saw, I think I saw it on an airplane. I think it was playing... On an airplane, and Seriously? I saw it. Either that, or it was the the last uh, something about like the end of time, end of days. Something yeah. like, I forget what it was. Though. Have you seen the original? Is that the one with the giant robot? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I did see that one. <laughs> hey, Rudy, that. have you seen the original? I haven't seen the original, but I've seen the one with Keanu Reeves. And I, I will say also, there used to be. You, you guys have Fry's electronic stores out there? Not anymore. They're, they're not around anymore. anymore. It yeah. literally shut down this summer. Yeah, well, so, they had themes. Go. If you've never been to one, they they all have themes. One of them has an Alice in Wonderland theme. Another yeah. one, the one here in Burbank had uh, UFOs, and they had a really? giant twenty foot statue. They did of, not. Yeah, of the robot. Yeah. Oh wow, <laughs> thing was pretty incredible. Cool. Uh, the, the, the thought I had about this film was uh, one that it's a prequel to John Wick, right? Because you have a guy who basically comes to take everybody out. Um, <laughs> it, it's kind of his role <laughs> in this film is an alien who is born human. Um, and uh, the whole issue is they're going to destroy humanity because humanity is destroying the planet. Very, um, very environmental. Very, very environmental. Greenpeace you know, would like this very much. Yeah, it was. It, it was turned. It was a turnoff for that reason alone. I would say. However, but uh, I like uh, Keanu Reeves as an actor. Don't ask me why. Uh, but for, maybe it's since Bill and Ted and their excellent adventure <laughs> that I really love Keanu Reeves. I've never seen that one. As an actor. But, you know, speaking of movies, hold on, though. Hold on, hold on, oh, let okay. me finish this. So, uh, so the day the earth stood still. And one of the big takeaways, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the 2005 version of the day the earth stood still, well, it's too late. It's spoiler alert. Um, you had 15 years. You're, oh, <laughs> you had 15 years to watch it. What was your issue? Uh, no. Uh, the... On the precipice, when we face the precipice, do we finally change? That thought, I think, is relevant to Advent and the Advent season, because Holy Church gives us the end of the world to meditate upon as we prepare for the incarnation of Christ. And I think back about Our Lady of Fatima in 1917, who told us, warned us, if you don't change... Bad, humongous bad things are about to happen. I'm paraphrasing, of course. Uh, World War One ha- was uh, was was wrapping up. In many many uh, died as a result to World War One. So they had a context here to understand. This was the worst thing they had seen since the Battle of Lepanto, right? So if that's bad, what could be worse? Well, that was going to be World War Two. Uh, Seventy million human beings wiped off the planet, uh, and she warned them. You have to consecrate Russia. 
you have to pray the rosary daily. You have to pray fast and do penance. And uh, if you do these things, bad things will be, will, will be averted. And yet we don't do these things. I mean, some do, of course. But we don't really do these things. Why is it we always choose the precipice? Why do we choose the, the near extinction before we finally get our thick skulls to think clearly and to do the things that we were asked to do back when, like going to the Sacred Heart, uh, right, the devotion to the Sacred Heart. This was uh, given to France as a way of avoiding the French Revolution. And the French king failed to enact the will of God until it was too late. Um, and so this movie with Keanu Reeves, this uh, prequel to John Wick, as Keanu Reeves as an alien come to destroy humanity, uh, reminded me that in the holy season of Advent, we should not be knuckleheads and wait till it's too late. We ought to do the things we know we're supposed to do while there is yet time. Adrian, you were going to say. Yes. Uh, one thing about reminded me about movies was that uh, over the weekend, I was out with the, the TFP in Houston and they're doing these campaigns all across America, uh, protesting. Uh, well, they're always doing protests against things that are blasphemous and sacrilegious to Our Lady. And uh, we did two things over the weekend. On on Friday, there was this horrific, horrific play that was done. That was this this guy. He's a um, he's a he's a self-professed. I think his title was like the something pervert. He like self-labored himself a pervert. <laughs> And he uh, goes around doing this plays that blaspheme Our Lady and the Holy Family. And he stopped in Houston. He's heading to all the major cities and uh, doing this this disgusting play. And so we went out there to pray there. And people, you know, there it's disgusting to see how many people are out there. And we one thing that I note that the TFP does often, and something that we should all be thinking about, especially during the season of Advent. This time period right now, especially coming up to Holy Days like Easter, Christmas, all these seasons, the devil starts ramping up his stuff and he starts attacking the Holy Family and starts encouraging all this debauchery and wickedness. And we have an obligation to make reparation for our Lord and our Lady. And yes, it's good to pray for the conversion of sinners. And yes, it's good to pray for the conversion of the people who are doing these evil things and going to see these evil things. But primarily, even more important than that, is our Lord and our Lady have rights and our Lord and Our Lady deserve to have acts of reparation. So whenever the TFP is out there and when we go out there with them, our primary thing, the thing that we're doing there, is to make reparation for Our Lord and Our Lady. It's to make reparation for these outrages and sins and sacrileges to appease the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. That's the primary thing. And in this movie that's coming out, I don't even want to say the name of it because it's so disgusting, but I just ask that you pray for this, uh, the, for the reparations for this movie. It's a blasphemy, a sacrilege against our Lord and Our Lady and religious life in particular. It, it's absolutely vile. And I, I watched the trailer. Unfortunately, I, I regret watching the trailer deeply. And I honestly believe I was telling my friends about this movie and I was saying, hey, do not look up the trailer. I legitimately believe that knowing how evil and disgusting it is, it did damage to my soul watching it. And I really believe it could be sinful to watch this intentionally and not knowing. Mm. Uh, obviously, if you don't know and you watch you it by accident, the it's name, no problem. No, I didn't say the okay. name of it. Well, but we it, may cover that on Friday anyway. Uh, but it, it, movies like that, they come out, they disgust us. And uh, we want to raise awareness to them, but I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm afraid you will go watch that, that trailer out of pure curiosity. And I, oof, I don't know if we want to do that. Well, we're going to cover that probably on Friday. At any rate, we're about to uh, end our wrap-up, our first hour. Praise be to God 
for this week. We're back to regular schedule, which means we're going to go to a second hour. For all of those that can join us, we would love to have you, of course. You can always hang out with us online, by the way. GRNonline.com forward slash CDT. You can watch us live there. I'm going to be adding a chat feature back to that. I took it away because we switched services. I'm working on getting it back. Um, so more on that later. But if you like to chat with us, there's still the Facebook, there's still YouTube, there's still Odyssey, plus we cross-share to LinkedIn and other places. So make sure to get connected and uh, be on our CDT Insider email list. It's a great way to do that. You can go to our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT, and you can sign up for the CDT Insider email list. You can also get on our text list as well and see the rules of the game show, which is coming back today. We're going to be playing our Fear and Trembling Catholic Trivia Game Show in the next hour coming up. So don't go anywhere. It's going to be a lot of fun. If you are not able to join us, well, God bless you. God love you. And thank you for hanging out with us. We always love chatting with you and having interesting conversations. And again, thank you for supporting your local Catholic radio station. It means the world to us that we get to get up early, come to work, and share the good, the true, and the beautiful with you every morning across not only the Station of the Cross, but the Guadalupe Radio Network as well. God love you. God bless you. Have a great day. We'll see you in the next hour. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. A friend of mine said that his church takes the Bible literally, but that the Catholic Church doesn't. Is that true? Catholics actually interpret the Bible in a literal sense, while many fundamentalists, evangelicals, and others interpret the Bible in a literalist sense. The literal meaning of a passage of Scripture is the meaning the author of that passage of Scripture intended to convey. The literalist interpretation of a passage of Scripture is, that's what it says, that's what it means. Here's an example to illustrate the difference. If you were to read a passage in a book that said it was raining cats and dogs outside, how would you interpret that? As Americans in the 21st century, we know that the author was intending to convey the idea that it was raining pretty doggone hard outside. That would be the literal or Catholic interpretation. The literalist interpretation would be that were you to walk outside, you would actually see cats and dogs falling from the sky like rain. No taking into account the popularly accepted meaning of this phrase. No taking into account what the author was intending to convey. The words say it was raining cats and dogs, so by golly, it was raining cats and dogs. That is the literalist or fundamentalist way of interpretation. Now, if someone 2,000 years in the future picked up that same book and read it was raining cats and dogs outside, in order to properly understand that passage in the book, they would need a literal interpretation, not a literalist interpretation. Now, think about that in the context of interpreting the Bible 2,000 to 3,000 years after it was written. We need a literal or Catholic interpretation versus literalist or fundamentalist interpretation. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul.
Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Welcome to your Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Jesus Christ, welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Monday, December the 6th, the feast day of St. Nicholas. For St. Nick, pray for us. Uh, we just wrapped up a great hour last hour. We had a wonderful conversation uh, about movies, the last segment, which is something I always love to do, which reminds me, we are back to our normal schedule this week across the GRN and beyond, and we, we will have an after show today. Uh, coming up in the second half of this hour. So hopefully you can join us for that, where we talk more casually about whatever is on your mind or whatever's on your heart. You get to drive that conversation. And then uh, all you got to do is comment, right? If you don't comment, well, then we talk about movies and food. Uh, but either way, the conversation is always really good. We we appreciate our Catholic Drive Time listeners, especially the CDT insiders that hang out with us in the second half of the hour. So that's back on the show this week, the after show. But also back on the program is Fear and Trembling, the Catholic Trivia Game Show, where prizes are involved. And, to, and today we are going to be playing the game for the first time in over a week. Praise be to Jesus. And then, of course, we are going to uh, give out prizes later this week. Now, there's only one exception, and that is Wednesday. Wednesday is a holy day. It is the Feast of the Immaculate Conception, and we will have a special show for you that day. Uh, and we will not be live in studio uh, because we will be go- going to Holy Mass and, uh, and observing that feast day at home with our families. Uh, but we will have a special program lined up for you on Wednesday. And then, of course, Friday, we will give out the prizes for the Fear and Trembling Game Show. So if you would like to play, if you haven't played before, what an opportunity. If it's been a while and you haven't played, uh, we'll call back. When I give you the phone number, that is when you are to call in. If you want to give yourself an advantage, well, what you do is you go to our website, grnonline.com forward slash cdt. And you could possibly uh, win by just getting that phone number, lear- learning the rules and all of that, and calling in at the appropriate time. So, again, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, everybody listening. Hey, good news. Uh, it's 23 more, or is it 18 more days? Someone said 18 more days before you have to listen to Christmas music and put up decorations. Isn't that good news? That's great news. Are you waiting 18 days? Mm, Why not? Of course. Make Advent great again, as I say. (laughs) Yeah, don't step into a mall or any public place. The bathroom in my office here is playing (laughs) Christmas music. Uh, It's crazy. I walk in the building, and it's like that faint, distant sound of music. It kind of reminds me of Polar Express. Remember that scene in Polar (laughs) Express where the music goes playing for so far away? Kind of reminds me of that. Speaking of far away, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Howdy, howdy. It's good to be here. Praise be to God. And you know what? Polar Express was revolutionary in CGI. No, uh, people don't know that. People don't realize that. Yeah. But yeah, it, it revolutionized. 3D too, by the way. Absolutely. It was amazing 3D. 
characters, even though they look nowadays, they look horrible. But for the time period (laughs) when it was created, it was pretty impressive, even though they look very creepy in uh, retrospect. And they hijacked the story of St. Nicholas. It was a cool story, though. Other than that. I enjoyed the Polar Express. Other than the secular version of Christmas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's the true meaning of Christmas. I still hear the bells, Joe. I still hear the bells. And reindeers and... No, just the bells. Just the bells. Mm-hmm. You know, the yeah. silver bell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to hear it. Okay. Because I still believe. It's St. Nick's Feast Day. The actual St. Nicholas, praise be to God. Uh, incredible story. We're going to share that with you here in a moment. Uh, and then, of course, we will have uh, Gospel Today as well. And we have some br- a good news story for you coming up. And then, of course, Fear and Trembling, the Catholic Trivia Game Show, where not only do you learn new things, but you also win prizes. That's coming up. And then, of course, as I said, the after show. All that in this hour. Let's dive in. Let's pray. Let's get started with whatever is on your heart, whatever your intentions are. We're going to include those in our prayer request today, as well as the conversion of sinners around the world and a restoration to fidelity to Holy Church. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now your good news with Rudy Carlos. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. Rudy Carlos here, and now let's dive into your good news story for the day. Epic Times reports, 8th grader sees dad choking at dinner table, performs Heimlich he learned at school, saves his life. A small-town Colorado teen was recognized by first responders in Brush, Colorado after applying the life-saving skills he learned at school to save a family member, his father. Mother of 14-year-old Aiden, Heather Christensen, recalled how her husband, Fred, had been, upon hearing a joke at the dinner table last month, laughed and began to choke on a morsel of food. Hey, we've all been there before, right? When 8th grader Aiden who was in his room listening to music, heard his distressed dad choking, he leaped into action, brushing past his mom so quickly that he accidentally bumped her to the floor. Amazingly, 100-pound Aiden performed the Heimlich on his 200-pound father, literally lifting him off the ground twice and expelled the obstruction from his airway. After the incident, Aiden recalled what prompted him to act so quickly. He said, I knew by the time the police and the ambulance showed up, he probably would have been dead. It turns out Aiden had picked up the Heimlich maneuver from Paul Acosta, career technical education instructor at Brush Middle School, who who commended the student's aptitude for absorbing his lessons. He says, quote, it's amazing how he can just sit there and soak in information like a sponge. He is never afraid to do things and try things in the classroom. And it kind of opened him up to a little bit more uh, really building confidence in himself as well. Aiden was later recognized at his school by officials from the Morgan County Ambulance Service who presented him with the town's first ever Community Lifesaver Award. Meanwhile, Aiden's mom is both proud and grateful for her son's quick actions. She says, quote, I'm looking at my husband, and he's with us. And if Aiden had not acted, from what Mr. Costa explained to me and the other ambulance folks, Fred would not be here, unquote. What an amazing story. And that was your good news story. God love you. The saint of the day is St. Nicholas. 
St. Nicholas was born on March 15, 270. St. Nicholas was born to wealthy parents who raised him to be a devout Christian. He, they died in an epidemic while Nicholas was still young. One story tells of a poor man with three daughters who had no dowry and thus his daughters could not marry. Mysteriously, on three different occasions, a bag of gold appeared in their home, providing the needed dowries. The bags of gold tossed through an open window are said to have landed in stockings or shoes left behind the left before the fire to dry. This led to the custom of children hanging stockings or putting out shoes, eagerly awaiting gifts from St. Nicholas. Another story tells of three students traveling. A wicked innkeeper robbed and murdered them, hiding their remains in a large pickling tub. Bishop Nicholas, traveling along the same road, stopped at this very inn. And the night he dreamed of the crime and got up and summoned the innkeeper. As Nicholas prayed earnestly to God, the three boys were restored to life and wholeness. And so St. Nicholas is the patron and protector of children. Returning from a trip to the Holy Land, a mighty storm threatened to wreck the ship. Nicholas calm, calmly prayed, and the terrified soldiers were amazed when the wind and the waves suddenly calmed, sparing them all. And so St. Nicholas is the patron of sailors and voyagers. And then my personal favorite story. In AD 325, Emperor Constantine convened the Council of Nicaea, the very first ecumenical council to debate the nature of the Holy Trinity. It was one of the early church's most intense theological questions. Arius from Egypt was teaching that Jesus, the son of, was not equal to God the Father. Arius forcefully argued his position at length and the bishops listened respectfully. As Arius vigorously continued, Nicholas became more and more agitated. Finally, he could no longer bear the attack on our Lord and the outraged Nicholas got up, crossed the room and slapped Arius across the face. The bishops were shocked. It was unbelievable that a bishop would lose control and be so hot-headed in a solemn assembly. They brought Nicholas to Constantine, and Constantine said even though it was illegal for anyone to strike another in his presence, in this case, the bishops themselves must determine the punishment. The bishops stripped Nicholas of his bishop's garments and chained him and threw him into jail. The same night, Jesus and Mary, his mother, appeared asking, Why are you in jail? Because of my love for you, Nicholas replied. Jesus then gave the book of the Gospels to Nicholas, and Mary gave him the Ophorion, a bishop's stole, and freed him from his cell. He died December 6, 343 A.D. in Myrna. St. Nicholas, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Luke chapter 5, verses 17 through 26. One day as Jesus was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem were sitting there. And the power of the Lord was with him for healing. And some men brought on a stretcher a man who was paralyzed. They were trying to bring him in and set him in his presence. But not finding a way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up to the roof and lowered him on the stretcher through the tiles into the middle in front of Jesus. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said, As for you, your sins are forgiven. Then the scribes and Pharisees began to ask themselves, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who but God alone can forgive sins? Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them in reply, What are you thinking in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise and walk? But that you may know, The Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the one who was paralyzed, I say to you, rise, pick up your stretcher, and go home. 
he stood up immediately before them, picked up what he had been lying on, and went home glorifying God. Then astonishment seized them all, and they glorified God. And struck with awe, they said, We have seen incredible things today. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I love how our Lord like calls, it's like he's calling out their, the irony of the situation. I'm healing people of this lifelong paralyzation, and you're worried that I'm forgiving sins? Like, <laughs> I could, like, hello, Captain Obvious. <laughs> oh, who but God can forgive sins? The same God who can also heal someone and restore them to perfect condition from a lifelong paralysis. It's the guy who can also forgive sins. I mean, let that sink in for a moment. But St. Ambrose would say, Great is the Lord who pardons men on account of the merits of others. If you are defiant of the pardon of your grievous sins, have recourse to the church. She will pray for you, and the Almighty at her intercession will grant you that pardon he might have denied to your prayers. Close quote, St. Ambrose, pray for us. He goes on to say, Mighty is the Lord who pardons one man for the good deed of another, and while he approves of the one, forgives others his sins. Why, O man, with thee does not thy fellow man prevail, when with God a servant has both the liberty to intercede in thy behalf and the power of obtaining what he asks? If thou despairest of the pardon of heavy sins, bring the prayers of others, bring the church to pray for thee, and at sight of this the Lord may pardon what otherwise he might deny to thee. Close quote, St. Ambrose. Think about this in terms of Confession to a priest, which is, by the way, the standard according to Levitical law. You always had to go to the priest to uh, enact the sacrifices, and they had to ensure that you brought the correct sacrifice for your proper sin, and that was done at the, at the tabernacle in the wilderness. So it, in the New Testament, in the New Covenant, in the New Israel, which is Holy Mother Church, confession to a priest is still the standard. And of course, we remember our Lord in John chapter 20, coming and, and making himself present among the disciples in the upper room, the apostles in the upper room, and breathing on them and giving them the very command to either hear or retain, uh, to hear sins, but to either retain them or to forgive them, right? That is a direct command from God himself. He even says, I send you as I was sent. And what, how is he sent? From this very passage, we know that he was sent to hear and forgive sins, and he sends his apostles to do that very same thing. He gives them power. It is not their power. It is the power they enjoy, being in persona Christi, being used by God in a powerful way to hear your sins and to either forgive you or to retain them based on your, con your contrite nature. Right? Think about the power of this. God is so good that he has guaranteed a way to hear your sins and so that you can hear the words of Christ himself say, I absolve you. How powerful, how good, and how merciful is God for doing such a great thing and giving us the sacrament of reconciliation. All right, it is time to play our game. Praise be to Jesus. We're going to go to a break. We're going to come back, and we're going to play Fear and Trembling. So what we need right now is a, is a phone call at 877-757-9424. 
That's 877-757-9424. Phone lines are open and waiting for your call. Would you like to win some prizes? Well, it's a great opportunity right now at 877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424. Call now and you can play Fear and Trembling. It's coming up next at 877-757-9424. We'll be right back. We all know children have a natural innocence and a sense of wonder. Yet our world is full of distractions that can pull families in the wrong direction. But with the help of God and a church family, your children can grow in the security of faith, hope, and love. Weekly Mass provides that critical faith foundation needed in life. So if your family hasn't been to Mass in a while, we'd like to invite you home. Discover more at catholicscomehome.org. Protestants like to use James 2, 10 through 11 against the Catholic doctrine of mortal and venial sin because James says, whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. But James can't be denying the doctrine of mortal and venial sin because in 1.15 he affirms it, saying that sin in its beginning stages doesn't bring death, venial sin, whereas it does in its more mature stages, mortal sin. The point James is making in James 2.10-11 is that we must keep all the commandments in order to avoid incurring the guilt of transgressing the law. We can't say to the Lord on Judgment Day, Lord, I only broke one commandment but kept the other nine. So James 2.10-11 is simply a misfire in trying to take down the Catholic belief of mortal and venial sin. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. For 2,000 years, we've helped the poor and comforted the sick. We've educated generations of children, developed the scientific method and college system. We support marriage and human life. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are the Catholic Church. With over one billion in our family, sharing in the fullness of Christian faith in the church started by Jesus. If you've been away, visit catholicscomehome.org today. Welcome home. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. <laughs> the Catholic trivia game show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling, the Catholic Trivia Game Show where we have a secret and hidden agenda. So please do me a favor and do not tell anybody what I'm about to tell you. Okay? Deal? There are a few things we like to do during the Fear and Trembling Game Show. Number one, we like to teach the faith. So we look for teachable moments in the questions where you might just learn something you did not know before. Praise be to God. That's always a good thing, right? And then, of course, we like to have a good time, and our listeners are amazing. They're lots of fun. They laugh with us, and we enjoy that part most, I think. And then, of course, we give out prizes, which makes it a winner for pretty much everybody involved. But if you're just joining us, if you're new here, you don't really know what's going on, this is a Catholic trivia game show. I have three Catholic trivia questions in front of me, but here's the kicker. Here's the catch. Here's the rub. I will not ask our caller these questions. They do not need to know the answers. And they could still win. And the reason is because instead of asking them, I will ask Rudy and I will ask Adrian. 
One of them will be right and the other will be wrong. And the caller will have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision. Whom do they trust more? And then every right answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. Rudy, what could they win? All right. This week, generous sponsor, Versal Alto Coffee Roasters. Thank you so much for agreeing to sponsor this game show this week and they are generously gifting a trio of their light medium and full-bodied coffee roasts pull up a cup of amazingly fresh roasted coffee from versa mm. alto coffee roasters their Ooh. philosophy is to the heights they adopted this motto for their roastery because it dares them to embrace a simple life and to unearth the beatific vision within every day if you're interested in supporting this great sponsor, uh, we're going to send out some other goodies in our CDT Oof. Insider email. Sign up for that. We're going to need samples. Uh, yeah. How can I give out coffee Coffee if I've not sampled it? So <laughs> I'm going to need probably, I don't know, a 50-pound bag or something like that just to make sure. I'll be honest. I didn't like it that much. Oh, wait. I don't drink coffee. Awkward. I drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> I wish I could have some right now. It would be great to do. Uh, wow. Very, very cool. So this uh, their website again is what? It's Verso La Alto Coffee Roasters. Let me spell that out just because it's it's a little difficult to uh, say phonetically. It's V-E-R-S-O-L-A-L-T-O, coffeeroasters.com. Verso Alto Coffee Roasters.com. Got it. Yep. Cool. Verso Alto Coffee Roasters.com. Thank you. I'll be buying a bag. Uh, we're very grateful. God love you. God bless you. Let's go to the phones. Kim and Tony. Welcome back to the show. It's been a very long time. Good morning to both of you. Good morning. Good morning. Are you there? Praise be to God. We are here and we are alive. How are you? We're doing great. Are you enjoying the Advent season so far? We are. No, now, no singing Christmas carols until Christmas time, right? <laughs> I mean, we all. That's right. That's what it starts. That's right. We have to have principles. <laughs> Praise be to God. Now, Kim and Tony, it's been a while since you've been on the program. Have you guys been well? We have. We've been really, really good. Thank good. you, Lord. Now, uh, Dallas, you guys are based out of Dallas. Remind us one more time, what church do you go to? We go to Sacred Heart in Rowlett. Sacred Heart in Rowlett. How wonderful. And by the way, we had great support from our listeners up in that area uh, last week during our share which again, we couldn't be more grateful to all of our incredible listeners that support us. But uh, Kim and Tony, you guys know the rules. Now, you're new to Rudy. You don't know how tricky Rudy is going to be. Any predictions? I don't know. He couldn't be any worse than Adrian. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's probably oh. true. It's probably Yikes. not possible. I'm wounded to be I'm worse. So I'm deeply hurt. <laughs> Adrian. <laughs> all right, let's play the game. We're going to go to Rudy first, as is our tradition uh, Rudy, are you ready? I am totally ready. Are you sure? I'm ready to be tricky. Are you sure? Yeah. Rudy, can you tell me? Or rather, can you name for me the second glorious mystery of the Holy Rosary? Oh, that's easy. One of my favorite ones, you know, because we're always kind of afraid a little bit, right? We are despair we? in we? the Lord. So just like those those apostles and our Blessed Mother in the upper room, it's the descent of the Holy Ghost where the Holy Ghost came and fortified them for their mission. Okay, that's the second glorious mystery. You're saying it's the descent of the Holy descent Ghost. Descent of the Holy Ghost. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let's get a second opinion on this one. Uh, Adrian, can you tell me, or rather can you name for me, the second glorious mystery of the Holy Rosary? 
Well, I'm not really sure which rosary that uh, Rudy is praying, but I pray the you know the traditional rosary, the, uh-huh. the you know the Dominican friars when it was handed on to Saint Dominic, uh-huh. and uh, that oh, mystery that would actually be the ascension into heaven. Huh. Yes, mm-hmm. interesting. Sorry, okay. mm-hmm. mm. kind of awkward. I'm but, noticing you know. a little tension here, like. Uh, uh, this okay. That might, that might be the Franciscan rosary he's mm, talking about. I don't know. Ouch! <laughs> uh, Holy Father Francis, pray for us. Uh, Kim and Tony, here's the deal. There seems to be a Dominican versus Franciscan thing going down here, but uh, Adrian seems to think the second glorious mystery is the ascension into heaven, whereas Rudy seems to think the second glorious mystery is the descent of the Holy Ghost on Pentecost. Fifteen seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Kim and Tony, what say you? Think it's Adrian. Adrian. Survey says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> easy peasy. Oh, wow. I should have asked that in the interview process, Rudy. Uh, my bad. Are you a Dominican? <laughs> Are you Joe a. Just says, just says, don't bother coming into uh, yeah. to Houston. <laughs> <laughs> Kim and Tony, you saw that coming. That was an easy one, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. All easy questions today, except for this next one. I'm going to be honest with you. You're probably going to learn something on this next one. Okay. So we're going to take it slow. We're going to go to Adrian. Adrian, Uh can you can you tell me? Uh, Maybe. What is the religious sect, the Society of Friends, popularly known as? What is their other name Uh besides the Society of Friends? Uh huh. Mm Hmm. Yes, the Society of Friends. That yep. would be the Jesuits, no? Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, I love the good old Jebby stories. Yeah. Uh, Jesuits. <laughs> good friends, you know. Mm. Francis Xavier was uh, friends with Ignatius Loyola. Uh, have you ever uh, read The Hunted Priest? Great book. Loved a it. A lot of friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, one might even call them a society of friends. Edmund Campion? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Uh, all right, so let's just go try Rudy out here. Rudy, can you tell me, what is the religious sect... The Society of Friends, popularly known as. I'm going to go with Quakers. That's kind of out of nowhere. The Quakers? Quakers? Like oats? Like, wow. Yeah, Quaker oats. Hey, I like Quaker oats. Why do you, don't, don't bash Quaker oats. I like Quaker oats. Uh, so your answer is the Quakers. You the think Quakers. the Society of Friends is the Quakers, not yeah. the Jesuits. That's your final answer. Yes, sir. All right, Kim and Tony, here is the deal. Uh, Rudy sa- says it's the Quakers... Whereas Adrian says it's the Jesuits. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Kim and Tony, what say you? I think I'm headed toward Adrian again. Are you sure? Yes, you're ready. Oh, <laughs> no. Wow, quick draw there, uh, Adrian. Awfully uh, fast fingers on the button, buddy. Uh <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, tricky, tricky business there. In fact, it was the Quakers are the Society of Friends. Yeah, the Jesuits are not, even though they may, you know. They're Society of Jesus. Yeah, they're Society of Jesus, and they're also not a religious sect. They're a religious order. Mm. Oh, that's right. Are you sure? Uh, Anyway, this is a different different topic for a different day. I'm teasing. I'm only teasing. All right. But they're friendly. They are. (laughs) 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 A little too much sometimes. All right. Let's uh, let's go to question number three. You're in for one. You could still win. Praise be to God. You know how this works. But let's see if we can't double your chances. Back to Rudy. Rudy, can you tell me, to whom did Christ promise the keys to the kingdom of heaven? Our blessed Lord gave the keys to the apostles. 
To all of them. All of them. Oof. Wow. He said, whatever you bind here on, on earth shall be bound in heaven. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Mm. Adrian, can you tell me, to whom did Christ promise the keys to the kingdom of heaven? In a special way, Christ gave the keys to the kingdom of heaven to St. Peter. To only one of them? To St. Peter. To there was only one set. Only <laughs> they couldn't they couldn't take it to Lowe's. They Lowe's didn't exist at the time. Lowe's did not exist at the time. Okay. Kim and Tony, here is the deal. Adrian says St. Peter got the keys, whereas Rudy seems to think all of the Apostles equally possess the keys. Don't tell the patriarch in Russia this, okay? But uh, 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Kim and Tony, what say you? Maybe I'll try with Adrian. Survey says, of course. (laughs) Nailed it. Congratulations. Kim and Tony, you guys are amazing. God love you. Thank you for your generosity of being a part of our Catholic Drive Time fan club and we're so grateful to you for being on our program and we put you in the cup it may be God's will that you win you know the deal you gotta call in or at least listen in on Friday to see if it's God's will that you should win but Tony you have a great day at school God love you Thank you. God bless you, guys. God bless you, Kim. We'll see you guys. We're going to put you on hold to get your phone number. But uh, that's going to do it for the radio side. That was fun getting back into the saddle of fear and trembling. Tune in tomorrow. We'll have another chance. You might be able to play the game and win as well. But we're going to go to the after show, and you can be a part of that by hanging out with us online. GRNonline.com forward slash CDT. God love you. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. The Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas. The intention for today's Mass is for all of our online viewers and for those joining us through Guadalupe Radio. People, look, the time is near of the crowning of the year. Make your house fair as you are able. Tram the hearth and set the table. People look east and sing today. Love the guest is on the way. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. My brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, 
whom I most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. We humbly implore your mercy, Lord. Protect us in all dangers through the prayers of, of Bishop St. Nicholas, that the way of salvation might, may lie open before us. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The desert and the parched land will exult. The steppe will rejoice and bloom. They will bloom with abundant flowers and rejoice with joyful song. The glory of Lebanon will be given to them, the splendor of Carmel and Sharon. They will see the glory of the Lord, the splendor of our God. Strengthen the hands that are feeble. Make firm the knees that are weak. Say to those whose hearts are frightened, Be strong, fear not, here is your God. He comes with vindication, with divine recompense, he comes to save you. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened, the ears of the deaf be cleared. Then will the lame leap like a stag, then the tongue of the mute will sing. Streams will burst forth in the desert, and rivers in the steppe. The burning sands will become pools, and the thirsty ground springs of water. The abode where jackals lurk will be a marsh for the reed and the papyrus. A highway will be there, called the Holy Way. No one unclean may pass over it, nor fools go astray on it. No lion will be there, nor beast of prey go up to be met upon it. It is for those with a journey to make and on it the redeemed will walk. Those whom the Lord has ransomed will return and enter Zion singing, crowned with everlasting joy. They will meet with joy and gladness. Sorrow and mourning will flee. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our God will come to save us. Our God will come to save us. I will hear what God proclaims, the Lord, for he proclaims peace to his people. Near indeed is his salvation to those who fear him, glory dwelling in our land. Our God will come to save us. Kindness and truth shall meet, justice and peace shall kiss. Truth shall spring out of the earth, and justice shall look down from heaven. Our God will come to save us. The Lord himself will give his benefits. Our land shall yield its increase. Justice shall walk before him and salvation along the way of his steps. Our God will come to save us. 
The Lord be with you. With your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. One day, as Jesus was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law, who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, were sitting there and the power of the Lord was with him for healing. And some men brought on a stretcher a man who was paralyzed. They were trying to bring him in and set him in his presence. But not finding a way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and lowered him on the stretcher through the tiles into the middle in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, As for you, your sins are forgiven. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to ask themselves, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who but God alone can forgive sins? Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them in reply, What are you thinking in your hearts? Which is easier, to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the one who is paralyzed, I say to you, Rise, pick up your stretcher, and go home. He stood up immediately before them, picked up what he had been laying on, and went home, glorifying God. Then astonishment seized them all, and they glorified God, and struck with awe, they said, We have seen incredible things today. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, to you Lord, Lord Jesus Christ. That first reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 35, I must confess is probably one of my favorite chapters, in, in, at least in the book of Isaiah, if not even in all, in all the Old Testament. Something about that, so that picturesque way of describing a desert, a parched land, that all of a sudden becomes this beautiful garden. And uh, if you've ever been to the desert, you'll realize that it only needs a little bit of rain, a little bit of moisture, in order for it to really bloom. In fact, I remember one BBC commentary saying that seeds that have been lying dormant for even 50 years will all of a sudden burst forth. And that's the kind of uh, idea that is proposed here, that this desert all of a sudden becomes this beautiful garden. And what happens is the eyes of the blind begin to see, the deaf begin to hear. And not only that, but there's, and there's this holy way on which those who are feeble, those who have, who have been weak, because of fear, now begin to walk. And it really leads us to the gospel today, because it is a man who is paralyzed, who is brought in to, by his friends, lowered before Jesus in order to be healed. And the gospel is very clear, St. Luke, when he says that the, the power of the Lord was with him for healing. And Jesus heals this man, but by healing him first, he forgives his sins. That was the most important thing, is forgiveness of his sins, and then to rise and walk. It is when we acknowledge our sins, it is when we visit or frequent that sacrament of confession, and especially we should do so in this time of Advent, 
that this, those seeds of grace that have been lying dormant because of our weakness, our fear, because they have not been exercised, all of a sudden begin to burst forth. I remember there was a, a, um, somebody who did research. He was not a, not a Christian or a Catholic, but he was watching, he was a psychologist, he was watching how people would go into confession and what would happen when they came out. I said, oh, he was just making observations of people's demeanor and, and facial expressions and so on and so forth. And he noticed a, a really an amazing difference that those before they went into that box, so to speak, um, we, of course, had this heaviness, heaviness of heart, heavy look, uh, heaviness of look. When they came out, there was this a joy and a, and a lightness in their, in their physique and everything. He says, what is, where does that power come from? It comes from the power of Christ to heal to heal us of our sins, to save us. And we should experience that salvation in a special way in the season of Advent. Remember St. John the Baptist in the Gospel yesterday, who was out in the desert who received this word, who was calling us, or calling the people to a baptism of repentance in order to prepare for the coming of the Lord. Well, the Lord has come, and we have received his spirit, and that spirit is unleashed, like these torrents in the desert that give us life and, 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 and help our, our life of grace to flourish. So I think in this time of Advent, it's important to make sure that we set aside that time to be able to go to confession, to live, give our, whatever paralyzes us, our sins, our fear, to give it to the Lord for, so he can heal us. And he will say to us, your sins are forgiven through the, through, the, through the priest, through absolution, and then to rise and to walk because we have this holy way to walk, a holy way that leads to him, and it is a safe way. So let us ask the Lord to help us to uh, acknowledge our sins, to truly repent, and to come to him to be healed for our sins forgiven so that we can walk the path of holiness he has called us to. Let's stand and bring our prayers and petitions before our Heavenly Father. Let us pray for the church for our Holy Father, Pope Francis, and for his intentions for this month of December, which is for catechists, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for those who govern us, that they may listen deliberately to the, the inspirations of the Holy Spirit and for, to make their decisions, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Let's pray for those who are sick and who are suffering. May they be comforted by the healing power and presence of Christ we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Let's pray that we too may acknowledge our sins and so to be healed by Christ, by the forgiveness of our sins, that all of our weakness and the ways that we are paralyzed by fear and by sin, we would be free in order to walk the path of holiness. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for the intentions of those who are joining us online and through Guadalupe Radio, for their friends and family, for all those who are in great need, especially for all those who are far away from Christ, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for those who have died. May they rest in peace with all the, all the holy souls in purgatory, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we bring all of our prayers and petitions before you, confident that you hear and answer us through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Ready the way of the Lord, ready the way of the Lord, a voice.
voice cries out in the wilderness, Ready the way of the Lord. Let every valley be filled. Let every valley be filled. Let every mountain be humbled. Let every valley be filled. Here is your God coming with your vindication. Look and behold the saving power of God. Desert and wasteland will bloom. Desert and wasteland will bloom. Glory and splendor will fill the land. Desert and wasteland will bloom. Here is your God coming with your vindication. Look and behold the saving power of God. Pray, dearly beloved, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. Accept, we pray, O Lord, these offerings we make, gathered from among your gifts to us. And may what you grant us to celebrate devoutly here below gain for us the prize of eternal redemption through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation. Always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For he assumed at his first coming the lowliness of human flesh, and so fulfilled the design you formed long ago, and opened for us the way to eternal salvation. That when he comes again in glory and majesty, and all is at last made manifest, we who watch for that day, may inherit the great promise in which now we dare to hope. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim. Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus Dominus Deus Sabaoth, Plenis uncelia tera, gloria tua, Hosanna in excelsis, Benedictus, qui venit in nomine domini, Hosanna in excelsis. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy. And you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. 
Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith, save us, Savior of the world. For by your cross and resurrection, you have set us free. Therefore, Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray upon the oblation of your church and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you willed to reconcile us to yourself. Grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, with St. Nicholas, and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth. With your servant Francis, our Pope, and Michael, our Bishop, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you, in your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who were pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow in the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Agniste, qui tolis peccata mundi, miserere nobis. Agniste, qui tolis peccata mundi, miserere nobis. Agniste, qui tolis peccata mundi, Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, Lord I, am I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Come, O Lord, visit us in peace, that we may rejoice before you with a blameless heart. An act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you are already there, unite myself wholly to you, never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. <coughs> the angel Gabriel from heaven came, with wings as drifted snow, with eyes as flame. All hail, said he, all lowly maiden Mary, most highly favored lady, Gloria. How blessed among all women you shall be, whom every age will praise continually. Your son shall be Emmanuel by seers foretold, 
mysteries, O Lord, in which we have participated, profit us, we pray. For even now, as we walk amid passing things, you teach us by them to love the things of heaven and hold fast to what endures through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Bow down for the blessing. May the almighty and merciful God, by whose grace you have placed your faith in the first coming of his only begotten Son, and yearn for his coming again, sanctify you by the radiance of Christ's advent and enrich you with his blessing. Amen. Amen. As you run the race of this present life, may, you, may he make you firm in faith, joyful in hope, and active in charity. Amen. So that rejoicing now with devotion at the Redeemer's coming in the flesh, you may be endowed with the rich reward of eternal life when he comes again in majesty. Amen. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down on you and remain with you forever. Amen. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice, again I say rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice, again I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always, again I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always, again I say rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice, again. The prayer to St. Michael. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruins of souls. Amen. Prayer of Deliverance Almighty God and Father, we beg Thee through the intercession and help of the Archangels St. Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel for the deliverance of our brothers and sisters who are enslaved by the evil one from anxiety, sadness, and obsessions. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From hatred, fornication, and envy. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From thoughts of jealousy, rage, and death. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. 
from every thought of suicide and abortion. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every form of sinful sexuality. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every division in our family and every harmful friendship. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every sort of spell, malefice, witchcraft, and every form of the occult. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. Thou who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary we may be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord, amen. Celebrating 2,000 years of truth, this is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul.